Welcome to BPB Knows. Today, BPB Knows outsourced finance departments. Our expert is Mike Conkey, an associate director in our advisory practice and an expert in helping companies run their finance departments more efficiently. So Mike, tell us, what kind of clients do you work with? Well, right now I, I work with a couple of law firms, pretty large uh, mass tort law firms. Um, and uh, historically I've worked with uh, construction companies. Okay. And what sort of what sort of work do you do for them? Uh, it runs the gamut. Um, it, it, you know, when you think of outsourcing finance, uh, people think of, you know, I'm preparing financial statements for them, but it's it's a lot more than that. It's uh, pretty much anywhere from preparing the financial statements, doing human resources, um, looking at cash flow or actually preparing cash flow uh, projections for the client. And uh, and then sometimes it's getting into process, uh, you know, work process flow and it's and coming up with um, streamlining uh, processes to be able to come up with a more efficient uh, system that they currently don't have. So do most of your clients have in-house finance people or do they outsource the whole gamut to you and your team? Uh, they can do all or they can do part. So one firm that I work with right now, they do have an accounts accounting person and he does do many things. And then I'm operating more in the CFO controller role and uh, anything that I can pretty much delegate to him that he's fully capable of doing, I can do. And then another firm that I that I work with, they have a complete uh, accounting department, but they, uh, in fact, they're in two different locations. They have controllers. Um, their CFO is in the process of retiring, so they brought me in to be the uh, interim CFO for right now. And so I'm being onboarded uh, as we speak. And and so um, I'm learning a lot of things that that he has or has not done, and uh, and then we kind of go from there. So what's the benefit to a company or a professional services firm in outsourcing these type of activities? The benefit is that I think the client gets an improved uh, overall uh, management of their finances and operations. It's not it's not just finances, it's operations, but I think we could step that up. A lot of times company, companies hire a controller to fill whatever they believe is what they're going to be doing. And unfortunately, in, the, in one situation that I'm working with right now, the controller was not doing, doing his job consistently and he was working remote. And so it was, it was apparent to me when I stepped in that he, that he wasn't doing, you know, complete work. And so sometimes people get the sense that when they hire somebody full-time, they're going to be dedicated to them and they know how to do the job. And, and they look over everything within an organization of what, what um, you know, from an operations perspective, and making sure that they have everything covered. Many times, in my experience, that there's been a lot of uh, fully capable people. It's not it's not a ding on them or anything like that, but they don't really go outside of what they perceive to be the box to be. And so, if they think that it's financial statements and business plans and whatever they they, they think that they, that they need to do and whatever they plug and play, so to speak. Uh, and that's their role. They've already predetermined what their job is. And so they don't really step out of their box to look at other things that may or may not impact them, but it does indirectly um, impact like what they're doing. So it sounds like there's a lot of strategy in these in these um, situations as well, 
where not only can you do or lead the day to day, but you're also helping them think big picture and think about the future. Exactly. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I talked previously about cash flow. So I'm sitting with a client right now and he's never had a cash flow projection to really say this is where he's spending his money currently and looking over a long period of time to understand that, but future-wise what that sort of looks like. So what I did for him is that I developed a report. It's called a weekly report. And, and what I'm doing is that I'm completing a bunch of uh, different reports for him that come out to him on a weekly basis so that he can quickly assess his organization and determine the, the next steps that he needs to anticipate for, not just react to, but anticipate and plan. And that's really valuable for a business owner. And depending on what industry they're in, maybe something that they've never thought of before. Um, I think there's, yeah, no, I don't know if he's thought about that. I, I think a lot of owners, sometimes they expect the controller, the finance person to understand what they want. And sometimes they can't articulate it because attorneys are extremely smart people that I've dealt with. But unfortunately, on the business side of the business, they don't they don't really know how to ask and and discuss what, you know, a cash flow report. Can you give me a cash flow report? They don't they don't have that that um, they know it but they don't know how to ask for it. And the controller or the finance people that they're dealing with don't ask them either. So you have this incomplete discussion that's going on. And so I think what we bring to the table is that we're a little bit more proactive in designing a program that'll work within an organization that gives them the information. It's a, it's a question and ask you know, situation where you're asking owners, what, what don't you have? And I could say that, but sometimes the business owner doesn't know. So you have to schedule up or you have to tee up a couple of different topics to talk about so that they can kind of understand. And then at the same time, you develop these tools and you give them a mock-up of what you're what you're going towards. And then they either react to it and say, yeah, that's something that I need. Or no, I like it, but I want to add this and I want to do that. And, and so therefore, it starts the dialogue. And then you start to evolve with developing tools that they can that will help them run their business. I'm not a big person into just running a, a big financial statement package and then sending it to an owner and hoping for the best that they're going to be able to figure it out. It's like what I'd like to put together a lot of um, well-designed reports for that are that are customized for their business. I mean, you could talk about law firms. It has to be customized for what type of law that they're practicing and what their operations, what their headcount, what everything looks like. And so it does have to be succinct to their organization or it's meaningless for them. And what's the ramp up time for something like that? Because it sounds so, so specific to the actual company and what resources they have internally. So you bring in a new client. How long does it take you to really get going? For me, probably, I would say a month and a half to two months to really get things rolling because it takes me probably three weeks to a month to assess and then to synthesize and figure out like what is best for this client. So through this whole month and a half or two months that I'm doing, I'm interacting with the owners and managers and getting their feedback and input while at the same time I'm looking over their um, information that they currently have, whether it be in PC law or whether it be in some other um, application that they have. And so I'm taking this information, synthesizing it together, and then coming up with a, um, a game plan. 
And so then once I have the game plan, then I lay it out in a very high level, you know, uh, outline. And then we go through the outline. And then and then I start, like I said, I start developing mock-ups of like what the report or what the information can look like. And so therefore, it's a lot easier um, to discuss this when you've done the uh, analysis and then you've teed it up for a discussion and then you show them the actual blueprint of, of where you're headed. And then they get it, you know, after a month and a half or two months, once you come up with the concepts, once you're actually working with the real life data, then they get it very quickly. And then I usually customize it where I, you know, I come up with weekly reports and I come up with monthly reports. And then, and those, and that those two packages combined help the owner understand on a monthly basis, what do they look like on a weekly basis? What do they look like? And, and it's all, um, no organization is the same as another organization. Some some uh, organizations want certain types of information on a regular basis, and then we define what that looks like and talk about what that's gonna um, what needs to get developed. And so is it's it not, not. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not just Excel sheets or Excel yeah. um, reports. It's typically I utilize the software that they have in place and because a lot of times software is not utilized to the fullest extent. And so a lot of times they're not data managing information within their software. And so if you just look at the placeholders that are in the software, you can determine like what data needs to be filled in. And then we create reports that come out of their software that they never knew existed. So that's that's how we kind of come up with, um, with all of these uh, reports. Is it often more cost effective for, say, a law firm or a professional services firm to outsource some of this activity? I try and make it uh, a um, that situation. In, in other words, I don't want them feeling like, well, I could get a controller for, let's say, $150,000 versus what I'm going to be spending on your services, which are $185,000, let's say. So it has to be cost effective for them. So you know, a lot of people are used to having a full-time controller in the office and maybe that makes them feel good because they have a go-to person, but I'm always available or we're always available by phone or Zoom or whatever. And then I actually go out to the offices on a regular basis to be able to confer with the clients. I'm not just going to Zoom or be offline with the client. It's, it, you know, I'm kind of old school where I think that you have to be in front of the client, you have to be having conversations, you have to spend the time in their offices relating with their staff, relating with the owner. And so therefore I make it cost effective and at the same time I'm making sure that I'm there at the same time. So, um, you know, we, um, uh, I don't know, I just think it's a, a better a better way of communicating and creating, uh, uh, you know, whatever that we're trying to create, a better system, a better process, a better whatever, so. That's great. Well, as always, the relationships are important and, and, and the ability to have someone who has many, many years of experience and can bring that to your company really makes outsourcing very valuable and um, an important tool for business owners. To our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if you have questions or topics that you'd like for us to cover, you can always contact us at bpbnose at bpbcpa.com. Thank you, Mike, for being our guest today. And to our listeners, we'll see you the next time.